Hey, Rick. Hey, Gracie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. It's good to see you again. You too. So this time I was wondering if you could tell me about a CEO's nine levers that I've heard you talk about. Absolutely. I use this with all of my CEOs. I actually um, go over this, um, we call it a little report card, um, uh, every year. And it's a great kind of a a thumb check, uh, finger on the pulse in terms of where the organization is. Um, This work, the nine levers were really identified um, through some of the work at Delta Consulting. Uh, I used to be with Delta. David Nadler was the owner and CEO of Delta Consulting. And they did extensive work with uh, new CEOs or people uh, transitioning into a CEO role. A great little article um, called The First 100 Days. And out of that work, um, uh, we started to uh, consult with people new in the position. And we started asking, what, what, are the, what are the critical elements for any CEO during those first 100 days as they establish a plan for going forward? And what I have found is it's, it's a great set of uh, nine levers, not just for a new CEO, but for any CEO. So that's where they emerge from. So I'm going to put them up on the screen here and have you take a look at them. First one is the CEO's effectiveness. So um, how do they best lead the organization? How impactful are they in the organization? And one of the things that I oftentimes am working with my CEOs on is their own leadership and their own leadership effectiveness. So, So that's the first question. How do we maximize your impact as a leader? Uh, The second question is the uh, executive team's performance. How do you ensure you've got the right people around the table um, and and the right mix of people so that you have a high-performing esprit de corps kind of a team uh, and not a team of people who are competing for power and, and really not working or cooperating well together? So second element is, how's your team doing? The third element is around the strategy of the organization and your business design. What's the mission, vision, and purpose of the organization? Where are you taking the company? What are the specific strategies to achieve that mission, vision, and purpose of your organization? And who owns that mission? Who owns those strategies? And to be really quite clear about who owns those strategies. Um, And as a collective leadership team, how are we going to execute around them? So that's the the third element. The fourth element is organization architecture. And organization architecture kind of goes beyond the boxes and lines of a typical org chart and really starts looking at what kind of an organization do we need to have? Is it a siloed organization where people work pretty much in their own space and it's more of a control and command? Are we going to evolve to a matrixed kind of an organization where we have functions and P&Ls interfacing with one another, um, which requires more of a team-based model? Or are we going more to a networked organization, an agile or adaptive team-based organization and structure? So all of those questions come as part of the organization architecture. The fifth element are the management processes. What do we need to have in place? What are the systems we need to have in place in order for this organization to be able to function? 
What are the leadership procedures, decision-making procedures, performance management systems, KPIs, communications, all of the various systems and processes we need to have in place to support that organization architecture. A sixth item is, and it's really fairly unique to the CEO role, is governance. Now, if you own 100% of the company, you're the governance model. Um, if you have investors, you may have an informal board where you meet quarterly with your investors to bring them up to speed. If if you're if you have a a very hands-on investment team, you may have a hands-on board, or you may be a publicly held organization that has a board. And so governance becomes a really key question. But no matter what your ownership is, you still need to be thinking about how we do governance in our organization and who plays various roles. If you are the owner, then you may actually want to create a governance model that can give you a broader insight. Um, and advisory boards are typically what CEOs will do. Um, number seven is the operating environment, which is a, another way of looking at the culture of the organization. What are the shared expectations that you want to create um, so that people know what it's like to work there, how you expect them to work together, how you expect them to be interfacing with customers, with clients, with competitors, with the public. So it's that operating environment or culture. The eighth element is leadership capability. So what are the organization capabilities that we need to have in order to achieve the kind of um, strat strategic objectives we've set? Um, but then also, what are the individual capabilities, individual competencies people need to have so that the organization as a whole has a certain level of capability? That means individuals need to have certain levels of competency. And the final is step, stepping back from all that and looking at your overall business portfolio and saying, okay, this is this organization, but we see opportunities in the marketplace. Do we want to have a new division within this organization or do we want to acquire someone? Do we want to maintain a separately held company? Um, do we want to create a holding company that would oversee both our current organization and a new organization? So it's kind of that, that business portfolio perspective um, to be sure that you're bringing the right capital in and you have the right assets to execute on the opportunities that you're facing. So, Gracie, these are the, the nine levers that uh, I like to discuss with my CEOs. Usually each year we take a look at them. So why a lever? Right. So that's a very um, important image instead of, you know, the nine pillars of your CEO, the nine pulley systems. It's it's a lever. So what does that mean specifically? Yeah, And I think the so I love great question. And I think a key difference for me, if you think about pillars, these are rigid structures that are in place and they're very important because that's what we build things on. Right. Yeah. Very static model. I think when I think of a lever, I think of it, it's an action model. It is mm -hmm. something where energy has to go in very purposefully and action has to be taken in order to move in a given direction. So these are really levers. These are areas of action 
that need to be identified and pursued as opposed to static uh, um, uh, items that really don't change. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. Thank you.